This podcast was brought to you by Good Episode Productions. Pretty freaking epic. Do you know what would be aces for me? Uh, was if we could clap right now. That would be pretty aces. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. I've never heard aces before, Chaz, but okay. That's that's fine. It's okay. I'm I have. Chaz is that. one of those people who uses words that she knows you don't know uh, or haven't heard. Okay. Yes. And then like acts like it's normal. Uh, but to me, it is normal. I just have a, a folky sort of vocabulary that I I just assume everyone understands. Uh, let's let's discuss that after we clapped. Okay. Hell yeah. But I'm a youthful twenty two, and my back hurts all the time. So I don't think that well, age even matters. Your back can hurt You're just unnaturally age. tall. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you that it only gets worse. You're just too tall. Yeah. Do you find you have to like hunch over things a lot because you're so tall? Yes. I'm hunching over right now. <laughs> the real tall girl... Shrink the Lucy. The real tall girl isn't about like romance, but it's just about scoliosis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to carry an apple crate around at all times so I can stand up and then give, give Lucy a swirl because she's such a nerd. Mm-hmm. So, so that I you can like, give Lucy a back massage. Yeah. I'm surprised there's no like big honkers girl movie that is about like back pain or whatever. <laughs> there should be. Rights for girls with big Big honkers. naturals the new <laughs> Yeah, how hard it is to have big breasts. I mean, that would be a pretty good movie. I'd watch that. I love that. Okay. I think it is pretty hard. <laughs> Isn't that kind of just like the weak version of um uh I was about to say Megan's body. That's not it. Megan Fox. Jennifer's, Jennifer's body. body. Uh, Jennifer's body. Yeah. yeah, it's called Jennifer's body. Jennifer Fox. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I can't discuss it. No, me neither. But <laughs> we've got a quote for the day, by the way, guys. Oh, what's the quote? Today was good. Today was fun. Tomorrow is another one. By Dr. Seuss. Thank you. Uh, t- tomorrow is another one. Is the, was Dr. I, Seuss? I hate the Japanese. <laughs> there, is there, has that consensus been settled? What? Well, it's problematic. If Dr. Seuss is a real doctor. I don't think he is. Yeah, he's a real doctor. Oh. He was a doctor of racism. <laughs> <laughs> so a no. Not a master's. You don't be a doctor if you're a master's. No, sadly. Oh, Charlotte's a, Charlotte's a doctor now. Uh, only if I pass. The name as an undergraduate at Dartmouth College and as a graduate student at Lincoln College. I don't mm. think he actually has a PhD. That's great, though. I think when we publish our book, we have to publish under the name of Doctor. Just because uh-huh. we can. And Doctor Forrest. And going to say that we're wrong to do that. Every time I sign a form that asks me for my title, I'm so, like... The, the need for me to just put reverend is so yeah, strong. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. like maybe, you know, I think there should be like a wider variety of titles that you could put in. Like, you know, if you feel like it, you could you could put like Big Dick Janos or something. <laughs> if you felt that's like a, it, you could do title. that, yeah. <laughs> I got my doctorate from Trump University. Mm. That doesn't hey. mean you have a big dick. That's... <laughs> That comes from. I got the biggest dick. The Trump. The Trump stands for massive trumpet. Um, <laughs> the trumpet is your penis. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like oh, it's a, it's Huge an instrument, pipe. and I know how to use it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Three fingers. <laughs> Three fingers only. And a- <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I'd be with you if we weren't talking about Trump's trumpet. 
Well, well, I'm not even thinking about Trump. I'm just talking about trumpets, man. You know, just thinking about trumpets. Mm-hmm. Concept of trumpets. Very, very sad. Yeah. Um, very sad. How have we? How have we all been this week since we last recorded? You know, I've been uh, really it's... manic, and I don't know if that's because um, of my medication mm. or something else. I love that stuff. But I've like gone. I've run five k for the first time in my life. I've been painting. I've been reading. Awful. I've been doing like functional do adult that? things. It's it, it's, it's like really weird. it's like you are on antidepressants and now you're not depressed anymore. <laughs> it's almost like I'm being, almost... like on medication for that no, kind of thing. It's, and now it's like I'm you're normal. Like, my normal brain. <laughs> it's like you've got a healthy a healthy routine and a regular income, <laughs> and you're not depressed mm-hmm. anymore. <laughs> That might be good for you. I don't know. Damn. (laughs) Could be me. Uh. Have you tried going to bed at 4am like every night and drinking too much? That's fun. Like I've been thinking back to like, I barely remember the last episode we recorded, you know? Yeah. Hmm. It feels like that's been, I do sometimes have the realization that like Destiel being confirmed as canon was just like a month ago. No. Yeah, yeah, and what a what a time that was. <laughs> yeah, how are people feeling about uh, homosexuality since since that reveal? <laughs> uh, since that reveal, I've I have become homophobic, hating gay. Yeah, become oh. a part of my lifestyle. <laughs> there's been there's been a report, and it says that since then homophobia has gone up sixty nine percent. So <laughs> <laughs> nice, got that down. Um, it's a win for homophobia and also like you know every single conspiracy <laughs> has been made since then about why the CW was censoring the actual actually the, why the CW is censoring the original script in which uh, after Kaz made his confession Dean just pulled down Kaz's pants and started sucking on his dick <laughs> damn shorty okay yeah. <laughs> you see is this the John, the John Green edited sketch script? <laughs> this is like <laughs> <laughs> that's right you don't need to have been on tumblr so make that joke you see this is the shit what, that i am i culturally appropriating from tumblr yes but everyone is all the time you see this is the shit i really love this is the sort of like dumb drama that really just feeds me makes me feel strong um keeps mm-hmm. me going in the difficult moments yeah. i i just love it very very much <laughs> No. I think the Destia drama rules because if you step away from it for one second and start thinking about it like a normal person, like start imagining how it comes across to a normal person, it's like the least consequential thing in the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you were if you were really involved in the lifestyle, then it's like it's just massive. It's like world changing, you know? It's like yeah, what? Yeah. What? They did that? That's insane. Like, next thing you know, they're going to renew Sherlock and Sherlock and Watson are going to vaguely <laughs> allude to the fact that maybe they're attracted to each other and then one of them is going to die. <laughs> of tetanus. Yeah. That would be is, a good show. The thing is, like, I was really into Super Hulock at that time, um, as were many other people. Yes. And I literally cannot fathom me still being into it in this, the year of our Lord, 2020. Like the the appeal dropped off quite quickly. <laughs> yeah. You see, my my only engagement with even the idea of Super Hulak until I met someone in an archaeology degree and I was like, oh that's what that means was I found an animated GIF online 
that was one of the players from the Madden football games just running up and doing like a slam down with the American football ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then behind it, when he like nodded his head after, after doing a touchdown or whatever they call it in that wrong game, um, he, it was like super who like his fucking trash. And I was like, this, this pleases me, but I don't <laughs> oh, know no, why. George, that was from a very famous, <laughs> I don't even know what it was. That's from a very okay, famous post. post. Um, was which was like, like a long, long thread of some the, super hulock being like, don't mess with us. We know how to kill someone, hide the body, and we yeah. can fly like, in the, the TARDIS. <laughs> the NFL had just put out this thing where you could get um, video, like gifts of the players scoring touchdowns and you could put any text on it that you want. So all the jocks of Tumblr started just replying with those gifts, like <laughs> super hulock is fucking trash nerd. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think um, that might have yeah. been what turned it for me in my head, to be honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a very, it was a great <laughs> moment. That's for certain. My Here it is. perception of supernatural stuff has also, like, the other reason why it's on my mind is that since, like, the um, internet crime I did, like, last week, uh, I started following Ash, like, out of guilt. And mm-hmm. it's a good follow, but, like, half of the posts are about how fucking hot Dean Supernatural is, so... Oh yeah, but it's like a particular vibe. It's like... Ash likes to post in a way that's deranged on purpose. Um... (laughs) Ash will take... Ash will take a stick blender to your mind. (laughs) And that's why he's great. I I don't appreciate that, but he is wrong about Dean Winchester being hot. He's like... I think he's like medium hot. He's a man. I saw the image you posted about him today. (laughs) And I, I can see going, this guy hates his dad, and I think that's attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the I image you posted funny. about him today, which was from season one, and I can understand it better now, because yeah, like, yeah. up to this point, my main perception has been, or at least the, the thing that has been occupying my mind has been that that's the air clip, and that is... Uh, but in that one, he's like an old man. <laughs> yeah. So he's like a, He was like a model. So he's like fairly like conventionally attractive in the early seasons he's like very pretty if you're into that you know <laughs> yeah. yeah if you're into like a very boring sense of prettiness he's I guess. no mark yeah. Marin, but like who can be that you know <laughs> i think he's he is conventionally attractive but there's yeah. nothing to it it's like it's like looking at a ken doll i feel yeah. nothing he's mm. he could be in a magazine but like where is the where's the ruggedness <laughs> where's yeah. the bit no but that's that's also like because well, when my other supernatural liking friend uh talked about dean like i don't know a year ago and she was also cosplaying like dean supernatural yeah, at I've one point and uh oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and anyway and she was like oh jensen Eccles is like he's like it's like commonly accepted that he's like the most attra- like the most perfect looking man in the world and I was like nodding, but then I saw images of him and I didn't quite get it because mm. it's like, but it's the thing we've been saying that he's just too perfect looking, you know? Yeah, it's like disconcerting. Um, this is the same reason I don't find Henry Cavill attractive, and that's just my decision. Mm. No, 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 no. You okay. see, right? You see, Lucy will argue no, with me on no. this. Henry, <laughs> Henry Cavill is one of the is one of the celebrities that. I think looks good, brushed up and muddy down. Like Henry Cavill in The Man from Uncle is top tier, and Henry Cavill in The Witcher looking all grubby is also top tier. I'm sorry, I know he's dating a 19 year old, and I'm already too old for him. But like, 
What? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's hot. He is hot. It's that, just objective. <laughs> he's like 36, isn't he? Yep. <laughs> we don't, I just, I just don't think about it. Like, who hasn't dated a 19-year-old at the age of 36? <laughs> it's just normal behavior. Um, yeah, it's yeah. pretty bad. Look, uh, it's not as bad as Leonardo DiCaprio dating, like, 19-year-olds at the age of, like, 40-something, so... But his one is more egregious. It's the fact that as soon as they reach 25, he breaks up with them, and that has happened yeah. for, like, the last six girlfriends. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm past Leonardo DiCaprio age. Oh my god. Oh my god, you would be dumping me and dating a younger person. That's such a weird idea. God. Maybe I am old. Should we should we get started on this our podcast? Yeah, I think it's uh I think it's time. We have some stuff to talk about. Um I'm kind of shaken. I just got an email from the person who runs our allotment. Apparently apparently I'm digging the wrong plot. Josh, what? Oh no! I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I could have sworn that was the one. George, you've just been illegally allotmenting. <laughs> but the one that he said I'm supposed to be on—that someone has done stuff to that as well. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. Illegal farming—the coolest crime. Interest. Mm. <laughs> okay. What about my broad beans? <laughs> I can't believe you would make a what goof that now? egregious as committing allotment fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever watched? I mean, like, you probably haven't, but there's a program on some channel called Allotment Wars that was basically about that. It was like no. people being like, whoa, someone's been <clears throat> stealing my brassicas. Um, I did remember <laughs> something similar where it was about an allotment and they had to call the police because there was a, a a marijuana plant growing in the compost heap and they were like, oh, we have to go to the police here and get rid of that marijuana plant. It's, like, it's not going to marijuana. I mean, gonna I guess. It's sell itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> imagine, imagine doing an illegal drug. Like, it's, who's going to know? Be, you could just you could pick it out of the allotment and throw that in the compost if you were worried about it and what would happen to you, you know? Literally nothing. <laughs> they probably would never, ever honestly, plant one there again either because it's a wasted investment. <laughs> yeah, it was probably an accident. Yeah, honestly, it's probably someone discarding an old grow that's then, like, re- re-sprouted. Yeah, ex- well, that's probably this what it was. This weed will not be defeated. Uh-huh. It's probably got some some seeds left in there and it's, it's re-come, it's come up again. Kind of inspiring. Life finds a way. <laughs> Welcome to Gardener's World. Oh, the world of allotments. Okay, I'm bringing us in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, although, did uh, did someone else want to want to introduce us today? Um, no. Okay, no. I'll do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you see, I'm just I, I just love to talk to my co-hosts and get their input. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, bully. But uh-huh. but like we know that you want to like it's it's. We know that you want to introduce it, so it's like, I mean, we'd we'd all love to, but we know that none of us take as much joy in it as you would, so it's like, if you think about the most amount of happiness that can be created in the world, you know, (laughs) it it would be when, it is always when you um, do the intro. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a democracy. Yeah, this is a collaboration between me and you three, so it's nice. (laughs) (laughs) 
There is no unjust hierarchy here. It's just hierarchies. Um, okay, <laughs> I'm going to bring us in. Yeah. Okay, I never write anything down. I just do it off the dome. <laughs> That's a tortoise. Dude, that's a tortoise. It's not a turtle. It's still a tortoise. A turtle lives in water. A tortoise lives on land. A turtle's not a tortoise. It's not hard to understand. Hello and Hello welcome to Who Watches the Watch, a Discworld reread slash watch podcast hosted by four soused up slattens who are rolling around with the pigs, oink oink. Um, I'm your host, Charlotte, and I'm not with the Inquisition, I'm just inquisitive. <laughs> Hi, I'm your host, Lucy, and now that No Not November is over, I am enjoying the pleasures of nighttime manipulation. <laughs> 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 uh, hi, I'm Janos, and I've seen a dog and bitch indulging in full 69. Males of many species, including uh, Drosophilia, lick female genitals before copulation. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Mr. Dawkins. Um, That's pure posting, it's amazing. Just the energy, the, the, the drive, the, the vision. <laughs> You can't compete with uh-huh. that. Uh, hi, I'm George, and I'd like to sincerely apologise to you, to the Marvel fans in the audience for saying such hurtful slurs about them. I may have said things like, it's a movie for 12-year-olds, and uh, watch something good, you idiot. Um, and I rightly have been criticised for that. Uh, we should reject art house films like The Coen Brothers... <laughs> Uh-huh. And watch watch something actually fun for once, like Ant Man Five. <laughs> no, the thing that you don't Two understand, George. Five Man. The thing that you don't understand is that superhero comics are the the only thing America has close to uh, collective mythology. So it's actually exactly. important art. And they are they are they are a, they are a collective folk mythology that's a, that's de- derived entirely from the masses. Mm-hmm. They're not a product produced by very wealthy corporations. Yeah, but on the other hand, any book older than 50 years old is is actually very problematic. There's no previous mythology to America either, and there are no, no. you know, multitudes no. of cultures no within one was that there one before. country that would have their own mythologies. It's all it's all just um, Iron Man 2. Yeah. Exactly. Before uh, Stan Lee stepped off the Mayflower, mm-hmm. um, there was no there were no stories in America. No exactly. There was no history. So, there no, no one there. Not to touch on the themes of this podcast episode, but isn't religion kind of a mythology? Aren't they all Christian? Oh. <laughs> 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 Some great noises. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do really welcome. think that this... I think small gods, not to take away uh, from from contents of this episode but i do think this is a really good book and it's like you know i think it's 
I think it's gonna be one of my favorite fictional stories besides the Bible. Christ, you showed showed Christianity. (laughs) The Pope is listening to this podcast and he's shaking his head and he's going, I am unsubscribing. I think he's gonna resign after this. He's like, time for yet another big Pope council and we're gonna just, we're gonna change how we do everything and how Catholicism works based on this podcast episode. They'll be boarding up the Vatican and shutting down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're sending it all home. Guys, jigs up. We've had fun, but um, this guy on the podcast said that uh, we were a myth. So. We were just doing a bit. That's it. Since the but I do think the yeah. the Pope should like speak out and like after listening to this, he will definitely speak out in favor of jacking off. Yes, mm-hmm. um, which is good. In favor of being gay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but will also there's also gonna be like actual church laws about no nothing in November. Yeah, it's like, so they do, they start doing like, you know, in the Purge movies where they're like, um, if we can just condense everything into one night, <laughs> the Catholic Church is like, well, nutting is a sin, but if we just say that for the whole month of November, you cannot nut, then that just completely, yeah. that, you know, undoes all the evil that nutting it's in just... the other 11 months of the year does. It's Lent. <laughs> it's just it Lent. It works much better than the Purge. <laughs> like, it's it's kind of an inverse Purge. Like, if... If the purge was like, there's one day you are not allowed to do crime, but on all the other days, all crime is allowed. <laughs> That'd be a pretty good See, movie. Retention, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the cop day. The um, binge. <laughs> the binge. Seminal, seminal retention month. That's what I prefer to call yeah. it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I think it's really brave of the Pope to come out against homophobia when homophobia has been so up in the public yeah. consciousness since Destiel happened. Yeah, the, um, that's well, so true. The, you know, the Catholic Church, they're just a bunch of indie kids. Once it's cool, they they don't want to be, be associated. That's mm-hmm. true. You know, mm-hmm. They'll, they'll leave, leave homophobia alone. For, yeah. And the Pope no. has been famously, like, if you look at his old tweets, before he got the Pontifex handle, like before, before you know, before he became the Pope, uh, there's going to be a ton of old t- tweets where he... Talks about how much he enjoys the TV show Supernatural on the CW, and uh, how much he he is shipping these two boys, uh, Dean and Castiel. He said, "Z-O-M-G, did you see the way they looked at each other in that crit Uh scene? Destiel is real, XOXO, XD, and he's right to do so. Damn, that's papal infallibility. (laughs) It's decreed. Not only is Destiel real, it is um, sacred." Yeah, denying yeah. Destiel is in fact heresy, and <laughs> you will be excommunicated from the Catholic Church. <laughs> the, the Roman, the Roman Inquisition will be refounded uh, to find people who like Super Hulog mm-hmm. and teach them why Destiel is real. Uh-huh. That's what I want it to be. Um, damn. Are they going to continue doing the the horrible anti-Semitic stuff that they did for centuries too? Probably. Um, pro- yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, Supernatural does say that, like, Christianity is all real. It's just, like, different, so... Yeah, it's an incredibly <laughs> religious show, isn't it? It's just, like, angels are entirely real. Um, God is real. I do uh, kill yeah, God. God is just a guy. God is just a guy named Greg or whatever. Chuck. Chuck. <laughs> God is called Chuck. Um, it's called Chuck. He's an author. He's a writer, because every writer likes to say that writers are God. Um <laughs> Okay. You know, and then they 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 did defeat him in like the penultimate episode, which uh, yeah, I I guess nobody liked. I think 
were alright with that. They just didn't like the very last one where they were like, what if nothing happened and then they died? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have really a question about being good like, storytelling. Well, originally Castiel saved Dean from hell. So obviously what's going to happen in the last episode is Dean saving Castiel from hell. And then it didn't happen and he died of tetanus. So I think like people we, were, we a bit were confused. We were informed why, that he was... He... he didn't actually die of tennis. He just got no, inhaled on a big spike. Yeah. I literally will never stop saying that. It's so funny. <laughs> I know. Pretty right. good. Anyway, do we... We have some news that we can get news. into. Mm-hmm. Um, the watch trailer. Just one check before... Yeah, please you can't, you can't hear. You can't hear my housemate firing an air rifle next door. No, but <laughs> incredible why that is he doing that. <laughs> I don't know. Say hi from me. <laughs> Okay. I will. Um, yeah, so there's news this week. We The watch trailer, the like the full one, is now out. Um, we've all watched it. We've all absorbed it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what's our What's our impressions, initial, initial feelings about it? I like it. I'm yeah. clapping my hands like a seal in a circus, and I'm saying <laughs> this is good. Mm-hmm. I think I, yeah, I think I like it. Like, I, you know... We kind of swung over the other side of the fence when we started out this show hating the watch and then <laughs> everyone hated it and then we were like, oh no, we love and stand the watch, you know. Yes. To to drop all of that, I, I like it. I think it's I think it's a fine trailer. Yeah. Um, seems alright. There's some good bit I like the detritus is in it, fine like f- we finally see him and see him he's talk. He's so uh, big. I knew detritus was big, but in the watch trailers he's enormous and I'm yeah. I'm love it. Large. Yeah, I'm into that. Um, see the large people. Um, I see a large thing. I go, yeah, big. Um, <laughs> I love, I think the thing that really, that I like the most about it is the band stuff. Yeah, I'm I think the band stuff's very, very curious. There's like a futuristic bit where they're like, they're like a band in smoke and they're wearing like white outfits and stuff. Yeah. Or someone yeah. is. Well, I'm like intrigued by what I mean, that the is. whole thing's kind of sort of futuristic. It's like. Yeah. I don't know. It's like it a looks sort a bit of Star Wars. We'll get to that. Cyberpunk, I'm going to talk about say. that in a bit. Okay. <laughs> it's not really cyberpunk. I, I, don't, I personally don't think it has a cyberpunk vibe, but. Uh, it's There is probably some kind of punk suffix attached yeah, to whatever yeah. it is. It's just like grimy, grimy punk. It's more like mm. punk. I do enjoy. Like that is one thing I do enjoy. They have taken the liberty to smear dirt on every single person's yeah. face. Yes. Yeah. And I like that. I think. What if everyone was just really filthy <laughs> all the time? They've invented a- electricity, but not showers. It's like late series mm. Game of Thrones, but like not trying to pretend it's prestige TV. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was prestige TV. We'll never see its like again. That's true. I don't, I, there's some like interesting art deco vibes and like brutalist architectural vibes like with the Tower of Art in this. I thought that was very interesting and quite mm. cool. Ah yes, I know what that is. The watch house <laughs> the watch house looks like a looks like an old cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In like a good way. Because old cinemas look cool. Like, like a lot we said, of big we did say the exact same thing like two months ago about the watch looking like an old cinema and art deco. Yeah, but I'm saying if you look at the Tower of Art, it's like a sort of really, it's like an interesting big like yeah. concrete structure, and it's like quite round. It's not like a fantasy tower, which I think no, is quite it's fun. It's like interesting. Which yeah, yeah. is why I assume that every um, Discworld fan has been 
um, tearing their eyes out over it. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. I, when I first saw the trailer, I spat out my <laughs> my my mouthful of of a real ale, a fine hotback summer <laughs> lightning from Wiltshire, mm-hmm. lovely beer. I spat it out all over my Metallica t-shirt <laughs> and my like extra large wet, extra large leather jacket uh-huh. with like some old pins on it from the eighties. Yeah, uh, and I was like, "Bloody hell!" By the flying spaghetti monster, <laughs> this will not do. <laughs> <laughs> they are spitting on Terry's grave. Uh, uh, and then I signed before. straight onto Facebook and declared war on who watches the watch, a fine podcast. Mm. <laughs> As you said before, we will. We will spit on anyone's grave. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially Terry's. Yeah, we don't mind. Um, but lovingly. Some... <laughs> not, not, not. We're doing the, the bit from the word. Christmas Carol 2019 <laughs> adaptation where we're like pissing on his grave and then the camera yeah, follows yeah. down. Follows it down. Until his skeleton and then his, his body gets revived and appears on this podcast or something. <laughs> Please, Terry, come on the podcast. That, that's a high. <laughs> Terry's ghost, come on the pod. A high level Dom sub relationship where you get where you, you get someone to piss like spit on your grave <laughs> after you've died, but like while you're alive, you get the pleasure of knowing they're gonna do uh-huh. it. What what if Terry they're really disrespect your corpse? What if on Christmas Day Terry's ghost came on the podcast? <laughs> oh my god. I'm I'm just saying. Yeah, we're gonna have to do like an advanced uh, Christmas carol bit that we're definitely gonna be able to keep going through the entire Christmas episode. I was going to talk about like a, a bit more about like a few more things about this trailer. One, there's a bit at the beginning where they're in a desert and it looks very westerny, uh, which seems to indicate that part of it is not going to happen in Ankh Pork. Like, I'm curious how they're going to do that. Hmm. Like, how they're going to handle overarching plots versus individual plots or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's like. You know, we talked about the band stuff. It seems to be either actually an important plot point or they're just like playing it up for clicks, for like rage. Oh my God. I have literally no idea what happens in soul music. So, (laughs) because at the end, there's a bit where we see death and he's like, hmm, interesting, quite, quite a lot of exposition. Uh, Shut up or whatever. So it sounds like it's. To me, this this indicates that there's gonna be like a framing device of Vimes dying and being in front of death, and then explaining how he got there. Is that? Yeah, he's gonna be like, "Yeah, mm. this is me, Mister Vimes." Bet you were wondering yeah. how I got here, and then it's gonna be the flashbacks. But at the same time, he can get out of it at the end. I think he'll probably get out of it in, by death the end. Death is yeah. gonna be like, "Well, actually, I'm kind of a joker, so I'm gonna let you go." <laughs> Mm-hmm. And we don't we don't necessarily know how long that framing device is going to be used for. That might just be one episode. Yeah, yeah. true. You, know, it, you could do that, but there's definitely going to be. I think at least at least for one episode, maybe for several. I could see it being resolved like two or three episodes in. Yeah, but there's there there definitely seems to be a framing device, um, which is yeah. I guess a way to use that. I don't know. I mean, I'd be interested to see how that works because I think it could be just like a scene every now and again or something like maybe sometimes he yeah. just sees death when he's in like a bad situation or something what? but yeah it's interesting what if what if it's actually really bad and we lose all credibility <laughs> it's entirely possible what it's going to be we don't have any credibility <laughs> we <laughs> just say things <laughs> we're going to watch this show said... and then we're going to decide if we like it or not i think it, yeah. it's entirely possible it's going to be very bad it's 
possible that it's going to be very good. I personally think it's probably going to be fine. Mm. I don't think it's going to be Game of Thrones levels of bad. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be like succession levels of good. <laughs> no. My main issues with the stuff that they've released so far are just young Sybil, skinny Sybil, and like that's mostly it. <laughs> And I think I I've forgiven it in some ways just because it feels like the whole thing has just been ultra sexed up to the point where I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> this is just what we're doing, I guess. But you know, yeah. milf rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not great, but it's not like worth, uh, you know, uh, losing your minds over. Like, I, I don't think you ruined Sybil is like a hill worth dying on. It would have been nice. To have a to have a middle-aged Sybil, but you know it's just an adaptation. Come on, yeah, it's just it's just a show. The books exist, is the thing. Books exist. Uh, is the thing you found out, Chaz, related to this trailer? No, it's okay. About, then I'm gonna the, talk about a, it's some a, it's of the It's related to the, the show. I do really want to tell you, but yeah, you can you can go. <laughs> I don't know if because c- th- th- my question is if it's gonna make sense to go back to the comments under this. Um, I think so because it's sort of related to like general, the you know the drama. Okay, the, go ne- on. the negativity. Okay, so one of the lead writers on this, um, the showrunner, posted an Instagram picture with like the final, you know, um, clapperboard thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's got like a big long description that's like somewhere in the distant dimension five years ago next Wednesday I wrote the final line of the watch script tonight we wrap a miracle in a world of closed doors etc etc and then it says we've did it and it tags all the people who are involved like a lot of people um, and then it says thank you to these people who helped me <laughs> going to sleep now and then Repratchet has like tagged it <laughs> well like quote tweeted it on her Twitter, saying, this is the showrunner of The Watch failing to thank my father. This should tell you everything you need to know. She can't tag him, because... He's dead! (laughs) (laughs) Like... He's not gonna be personally offended by it. He literally can't be. Because then the first comment under her thing is from Patrick Rothfuss saying, ah, hell, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Of course. Taylor made for Is this also on Instagram? No, it's on Twitter. Um, and then someone says, "Oh, and the comments are turned off." And she says, "I believe they have been, <laughs> they have been purposefully turned off." It's like, uh huh. I wonder why. I wonder why. <sighs> oh my god. I what? What is the point? Oh of- uh, hell! I'm so sorry, comma. As an author. <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay. Failing to thank my father. Come on. <laughs> it's just. She's, it's but like, it's like such an old ass a- post. I yeah, like, this is from September. Yeah, because I feel like I saw this. Like, oh, I saw I the original post, I mean, and the... She's tagging Instagram accounts. Like, just, I don't think there is a, even... Is there a Terry Pratchett Instagram account? I don't know. But no, I don't, I don't think so. see why it would make sense to tag it when you're tagging people no. who worked in the production of a TV show. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I know. Like, Look. If you're tagging people who just worked on the production, and also Terry, yeah. like, bless him, see. is dead. Like, I... Sorry, but who, what, you're just going to tag him like, thank you for allowing us to do this as if he had any hand in it? No. Yeah. It's so, it's so petty because like, I don't know. I, 
but like I I bring this up because people keep posting it in the comments of the watch trailer Twitter things, being like, "Ugh, but look what these people did." <laughs> yeah, it's, and he was already dead five years it's ago. It's not such point. a big deal, like the same year, but he was already dead. I guess you, you could have thanked like Rihanna or whatever, but she clearly wasn't involved. Like, I wouldn't want to thank her. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of bad blood for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit of a messy situation. It is. It's kind of sad, really. Mm. <sighs> when you think about it. Yeah, but, but it this does seem to be like the big trump card for people to play about how... God, I'm just scrolling through Pat's uh, Twitter and his <laughs> also thanking the McElroy family for helping out in this charity. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this seems to be the big trump card for people to play against the show is that they didn't think, uh, they, they, f- they forgot to even mention Terry Pratchett in the tweet. And it's like, I don't know, in, I don't think it's like even common in like adaptations to like thank the original book. I don't know. Did Percy Jackson like, uh, not Percy Jackson, Peter Jackson, did Peter Jackson like thank J.R.R. Tolkien <laughs> when he finished The Lord of the Rings? I don't know. No, but I know you said Peter, P- Percy Jackson, I am thinking of those books being like, all right, shout out to Homer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Iliad, that was sick. The Odyssey fucking baller. I love to see it. I love and this to just read it. Be, this, this is such... It's this Instagram post is such like a late night, we've just finished, I'm so emotional about these people I've worked with post. Like, this isn't like announcing the show or anything this is just being like here are my friends who i did this with Mm -hmm. uh thank you guys you know and it's got like 140 likes like who cares (laughs) and it's it's on his personal account it's not on the watch account uh it's so rude you can't anyway i was gonna talk a bit more about the drama under this yeah, I do. I do feel like even if they'd said thank you to Terry Pratchett, people would have continued to say this is a an insult to his memory. Which, oh, of course they would. And I, I don't know. I just feel at this point they've got they've just received so much shit that like <laughs> I don't know. It's like, do you want us to say it's Terry Pratchett, or do you want us to say it's not Terry Pratchett? You know. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's true. Like every time they say. Uh, you know, we brought Terry Pratchett's amazing creation to life. They're like, mm, but it's not Terry Pratchett's The Watch because he's wearing eyeliner. So, you mm-hmm. know. Trading is attribution. Exactly. Anyway, I was going to talk a bit more. Let's let's connect this to the drama uh, under this post because mm-hmm. there's like some discussion and some of it is just a regular hashtag, not my watch. Um, um, hey, this is my watch. I got a Casio. <laughs> but there's like one... <laughs> longer drama because one of our listeners has has been engaging with it, with this person who who has been been complaining. Oh, this is a German guy. Great. Oh, well, not them. So this German guy uh, is it you? No. <laughs> so you're he just has a in German. His Twitter bio is like entirely in German, and all of his tweets are in German. Besides this. Anyway, he says, okay, I throw a bone. In theory, the show clicks with me. If it weren't based on Sir Terry Pratchett's work, I would actually be able to say that it looks decent. However, it's sadly no original show, but a misguided adaptation. I hope you get to the right conclusions. What do you want? (laughs) 
<laughs> what which is not new, right? Like this is people have been acting like this about the show, and it, which is the worst way to engage with media. I think is oh, I would really enjoy this if it weren't an adaptation of something that I also like and different than that. But otherwise, I could really get into it. <laughs> but unfortunately, <laughs> I can't because of this. Like you're really just like <laughs> cutting your own enjoyment off for no reason. <laughs> You're ruining the holy canon, and I, for one, will not stand for it. <laughs> that is quite childish. It's like, it's like when you're a kid, and and you could, you, like, you're you're in a mood, and like you're making a point that you're in a mood, so you refuse to then do something fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, then right. like, the, the, our listener Lee was like, you know, trying to like point this out, <laughs> mm-hmm. and a few comments down. Uh, German guy says they describe it as cyberpunk in brackets maybe because they want to ride the game wave uh, and that's the furthest description you can get from the books the guard isn't mm-hmm. punk the guard is the law creates order in a chaotic <laughs> world they aren't punks they are just doing their best yeah, yeah they're they, the, law. The, the, the the watch definitely upholds the law of Ankh-Morpork, <laughs> which is whatever people want it to be. The watch is the law. When your when your brain is very big. If you think about it, the law is, is if you think about it, the watch is kind of an it. antidote to chaos. How? Uh-huh. <laughs> when your brain you're sitting on your own brain and there's also a television and you're watching it and going, hmm, I wish this wasn't an adaption of Terry Pratt's favourite. <laughs> I don't understand looking at um, Kylon and Nobby and being like, yes, this is an antidote to chaos. <laughs> yeah, Nobby is very like, he's the law. He's like, I am the law. Hello, it's me, Nobby Nobs. Don't you know that I am the law? <laughs> I'm lawful good. <laughs> he's just got like a Punisher badge and he's like, I'm the law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thin blue line, like <laughs> fash cop Nobby. That'd be, that's a bad combo. Oh my God, imagine having like a Nobby Nobs badge on your like... Police, American police oh, jersey. I am convinced. Well, <laughs> like Portland Police Bureau, Nobby. I mean, we know for a fact that some police yeah. have joined the force because of Vimes is the thing. So it is not out of the yeah. realm of possibility yeah. that somebody does have a Nobby Nobs patch. <laughs> yeah, you really like recognize yourself in Colin and Nobby, and you're like, this is this is my career path. Damn, be someone be on the force who is trying so as hard as they can to not do their job i would love to be a petty criminal who's also a policeman <laughs> yeah <laughs> in that way it's kind of accurate except petty criminal is actually just normal murder um yeah petty criminal is just all all, all crimes that you could possibly do and hope to get away with um, yeah and you just policeman. can um, well, f- you can for years the for, for years in, in history the police were like um, you know, pretty much a gang of their own, but yeah. with sort of a certain amount of of mm. state backing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they would they would form like actual protection rackets and everything. Oh yeah, well that's I what mean, they are. You know, they pr- they protect private yeah. property. We know this. They protect um, private property. Oh no no no! Pr- like protection rackets. No protection rackets is in like oh sh- nice shop you got here. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Kind of but it's the same thing, isn't it? It's just like. But you gotta pay them. It's the same. Thing. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Except now you it, pay it taxes. <laughs> I'm glad that they exist. It's really cool. I love it. Um, nice statue of a slave trader you got here. Shame if someone threw it in the middle. <laughs> just, to, just to go back to this guy's argument okay. for, for a second, it's, it's almost done. 
but it's very funny how how he then starts like unraveling himself <laughs> by okay. saying uh oh the marketing goes all out punk and look how different we are which again is not what i associate with the supposed series <laughs> so it's like not even like an yeah, objective thing it's just like you know it's not my watch really and then in the next thing he says uh, i usually would be able to just ignore it however this is so far away but still holds on to certain elements that it's more an annoyance <laughs> so mm-hmm. like uh, what do you say <laughs> what do you want i'm watching a what show and it reminds me of something just enough that it annoys me okay mm-hmm. but if it was any more or any less it would also annoy you yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's me but it's game of thrones and it reminds me of a college written play um. <laughs> god and then there's some other people one person huh. says uh the producers are trying to pull off woke pandering one criticism of the wokeists they're very dangerous though the the woke the woke are a real threat the, to our society the wokes are coming to yeah. trans your terry pratchett <laughs> get yeah. your gun trans? everyone trans and my terry pratchett not in mine yeah not in mine the wokes terry have tipped oh, loads God. I just the, wokes, the wokes have tipped loads of HRT into the into the Ank, Ank River upstream. <laughs> it's flowing into Ank Moorport. Just another incredible self owned from a different person who calls who goes by the name Sam Weatherwax. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen this guy. I've seen this guy. <laughs> oh no, yeah, yeah. I think they're a turf as well. Totally. Yeah. And and he says <laughs> Defo not watching the show, mate. And when anyone dares to creatively <laughs> interpret such well-loved source material and author, then they should be prepared to be shat on from from a great height. God, imagine wanting <laughs> to creatively interpret Yana, something. I love you saying mate. <laughs> I hate it when someone is being creative. Yeah, it's so. Yanosh, you should um you should say mate after more things. <laughs> yeah. It is if if I go into Sam Weatherwax's tweets and replies, they're mostly Okay, so he likes Jeremy Corbyn, weirdly, but oh, is also Jeremy Corbyn also retweeting Malcolm Tucker and just basically only replying <laughs> negatively to the to the watch posts. That seems to be all they really do. Um, right. Oh wow! Yeah. Does, what, does he know you're not supposed to like Malcolm Tucker? <laughs> the the not the female dwarf and bog off the shit demon. <laughs> What? Bog off the shit is in response to a picture of Cheery and Detritus. Oh, um. they're not the female dwarf. Cool. That's a fun thing. I mean, to be fair, mm. Cherry in this... No. Well, we don't know, I don't think. So, but I think like, they, they were talking uh, okay. about in the interview where Cherry was still like a yeah. girl, a, a, like a woman in the show. So it's unclear okay. yet. It's unclear, but people are attacking uh, it true. because they think, oh, well, there's a non-binary like, actor for this, so that means that Cheery's going to be non-binary. And it's like, would that the be got there. so bad, for one? And also, we don't know. We just do not know. <laughs> I mean, people just don't understand what uh, non-binary means, I think. No. <gasps> no. Or and like Terry didn't know about non-binary people, so you know. Yeah, he didn't know. Maybe <laughs> I think. 
Yeah, uh, <laughs> one of our followers has been talking to this person every now and again, being like, why the Why actor. are you doing this? No, the Sam Weatherwax account. Oh. I imagine that the watchers just block them at this point, so all they're doing is just sort of talking to themselves. Um, didn't, didn't the watcher follow us? Yeah, the watch yeah. follows us now, so that's cool and exciting. Um, I mean, we're so far their biggest fan. Um, yeah. We are the only podcast that exists um, specifically about them before the show has even been released, so I imagine they're looking at us and our, and our stated purpose and saying... Uh, yeah, we want to encourage mm-hmm. yeah. this. They only follow 32 accounts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're one of the very few accounts that um, they follow, so they've obviously recognised our media potential um, <laughs> and are willing to invest their following energy in us, which, yeah. thank you. Thank you, The Watch. I, for one, I'm ready to couple onto the gravy terrain of BBC America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they follow us and Justin, and then, like, everything, everybody else they follow is just actors and people working on the show so yeah so so we are top tier imagine if we can get them and maybe bbc america to to retweet one of our fucking episodes (laughs) (laughs) that would be really good is the thing so i think our first um i wonder if i'd lose my job you wouldn't (laughs) no one knows your surname no one knows your last name um it wouldn't be that hard to work out like it really wouldn't yeah but why would you why I've never That's been that true. interested in people whose podcasts I listen to. I barely follow, other than people who I know and I listen to their podcasts. I never look anybody up. <laughs> yeah, hmm. yeah. Okay. So what's going to happen is uh, because Chairs assures me that uh, nothing's going to happen. If something does, I get to sue Chairs for loss. <laughs> Well, you'll be oh. getting nothing because that's how, how much would money I have. <laughs> I don't have any earnings. <laughs> Suing me for my share of the Patreon dollars. Um. I get, I get some of your doll. Uh huh. Yeah, you get a quarter of my universal credit money. <laughs> like, I think literally the only way someone could find you, George, is if if actually someone who knows you in real life accidentally finds this show and starts listening and recognizes your voice because we're this is i'm not sure if i'm allowed to say this but we don't use any voice manipulation of us so this is like <laughs> what we actually sound like that's a lie actually whenever i do this episode i turn the gender dial on my voice <laughs> up and down depending <laughs> on how i'm feeling yeah um it's all gender um it's all gender george they'd have to like they'd have to both know it's you it would have to be someone either from who has the power to hire and fire you they would have to find what you said they'd have to they'd have to have a grudge against you enough that they want you to be fired (laughs) they would have to find you objectionable enough to fire fire you and you'd actually have to say something that is bad enough that you would be fired so yeah they'd have to listen to all of our episodes to like (laughs) find the bad bits (laughs) fired for talking about the possibility of a musical about the Haitian revolution but <laughs> everyone's played by white yeah. people <laughs> as long as you, if you're not that. doing it under the name of <laughs> then you're not oh, the place where you work then you're not misrepresenting them <laughs> and ergo you are allowed to actually say what you want okay Joseph, you've got to put this a bit on two times speed and put a, <laughs> bl- a bleep over every bit of revealing information <laughs> Okay, you George what not to not to leak a place you work, but I, I want to leak a place you don't work at, which is the BBC, because if you did, uh, this would actually be 
Like, I think people who work at the BBC are not allowed to state their opinions even in private, right? People, oh, yeah. people who work at the BBC are no longer allowed to go to Pride festivals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're not allowed to be woke. So, yeah. So, can't believe the woke is Because have won. Britain is a normal <laughs> country and we're moving in a healthy direction. They're not allowed to yeah. post normal tweets on their and personal every accounts day. either. Yeah. I'm going to have a cheeky pint down the pub. Is that all right with you? Chaz, my um, favourite thing about your Cockney is that it occasionally just becomes entirely Australian. Um, <laughs> that's what I just said. <laughs> We're just ganging up on We've Chaz been talking now, about that. It's, it's, it's an issue because me and Lily talked in Australian accents for a full two weeks. And since then, every accent I do becomes Australian. It's like I... Yeah. <laughs> ruined my accent muscle <laughs> yeah to, to those who don't okay. listen to our other podcast she's also been uh trying to do a joker voice and that's also just turned into australian joker and then just <laughs> into my joker powers. voice is really good actually <laughs> don't listen to yanish's lies you can't help it but <laughs> okay, my do, do, do the joker voice now then oh, i can't even remember what the words are what's the words <laughs> to the joker voice <laughs> uh, i'm the joker Say- baby yeah, say I'm the Joker baby or say I'm going to become the Joker. I'm going to become the Joker baby. <laughs> <laughs> How is that the Joker? <laughs> I remember now. It's because whenever I do it, I want to become like Elton John. <laughs> yeah, you do sound like Elton John. Oh, it's like Austin Powers. It's Austin Powers. It's because you say baby, so it becomes baby. Austin Powers. <laughs> I'm becoming the Joker, I'm baby. The Joker. Yeah. Do you find me sexy, baby? Do you, do you find me chaotic, baby? <laughs> Groovy, baby. Do you want to know how I got these shagadelic scars? <laughs> 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 All right, let's do small guys. Groovy incident, baby. Um, okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we. This has gone on too long. But one more thing. Oh my god. Um, Yeah. Well, we had a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, I do. I I think this is dangerous for me though because I have a pencil in my hand usually while recording, and I keep thinking about the Joker's magic trick. So I think. Yeah. You better not. (laughs) I did end up the last time we talked about the Joker. I did end up googling. Joker versus John Wick pencil off, uh, but mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't found anything to my satisfaction so far. <laughs> that's that's good. You have to make it, I guess. Um, okay, so <laughs> this week we read the first third, basically of um, Small Gods by <laughs> Terry Pratchett <laughs> by Patrick uh, Rothfuss. By Patrick <laughs> Rothfuss. Um, Terry Patrick. <laughs> by <laughs> Travis McElroy. <laughs> Terence McElroy Pratchett. By Chuck um, Travis Richard Dawkins. <laughs> okay, by Richard Dawkins. Um, <laughs> Epic. I'm, I'm, may I be the first to say, this is a good book. This I is really a great like book. This. I was a little worried when I started this book. Good because book. Because you had hyped it up yeah. so much that I was like, if I don't like this, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be in trouble. I'm the my, I'm gonna be in trouble. I'm um, in trouble. I'm gonna be in trouble. But um, it does. It <laughs> did turn out that I actually do really like this book. Um, yeah, and it just gets better. So very, that's exciting. 
It's very meaningful. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of the quotes people put online from Terry Pratchett are like all from this. <laughs> they're and all from this book. The yeah. first third. So yeah, they're all either from um, Carpe Jogalem or from this, basically. So yeah, <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it's exciting in that regard. I because I, I was just gonna like. Uh, go off of what Lucy was saying and that I was also worried that it's not going to be as good as I remembered but mm. uh, King. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the most like coherently well written well paced book out of the, like this is like genuinely just a good book it's not just a good Terry Pratchett book it's just a yeah. good book mm. yeah that's what I was going to say mm. is that it just fe- the writing feels very different um it does just yeah. just in the in the prose it feels i mean it feels like terry pratchett but it feels i mean we we say this a lot that it gets better but this this does feel very i think purposeful all the time um pretty much when he's writing different sections and when he's going between different povs and stuff it all feels very structured and very purposeful compared mm-hmm. to like other books where it feels a little more you know, vague and sort of yeah. just doing random things for no reason. Yeah, yeah. It's not that he is his unreliable narrator, but for Brutha, he does definitely he he makes things less obvious. He, he, things are less explicit because Brutha isn't realizing what's going on mm. half yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Which is which is interesting because norm- normally everything is quite laid out. Yeah. By 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 the narrator, it's it's, it's quite sort of. I don't know, not omniscient, but like you know, you 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 know what's going on. Mm. That's probably a word for it. Maybe I mean, maybe but that's part of it. Like, where, like you have the story not being quite as omniscient as usual, but also the great god Arm in this is like yes, not fully omniscient, and it's a reflection of that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, again, <laughs> I'm only reading this from the first third. You guys know what goes on in this story, and I do not. So I could be wrong. Well, um, he's Granny Wildwax's sister. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually the Baron. Yeah, it actually, um, it actually turns out this has all been like, taking place in, in, in our world and it was just a play they were doing. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, like, I think it's you're like right. the end of Blazing Saddles where it's like on a Hollywood set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but only for a bit. Um... Yeah, I think it is like a sort of third-person, subjective sort of narrative where it feels a lot more in Brutha's head than it does normally with the protagonist of books. Maybe, maybe sort of similar to like esque. I think maybe a bit more. Mm. Um, because like with the witch one last time, we would get bits sort of from. It was more like about the characters and a bit more. Yeah, like outside them. Um, whereas this feels yeah. far more from Brutus and Om's perspective. Yeah, and Vorbis, I guess they're like the main trio of the book. Yeah, that's also something I really like in that the cast is very slim. <laughs> like it's basically yes. we basically have three characters and a few like and they interact roles. with each other but, all the time. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> that feels that comes across, across as really strong. Like this one hundred something pages feels like they they really brushed by <laughs> and it's mm. i am surprised that he's been able to carry 
the story so strongly on basically three characters interactions but basically like it's three characters but it's not even like all of them interact with all of them like it's just like brother and is it brutha or brother i never they could never tell i don't know i think it's supposed <laughs> no, to be a joke no on brother crew. but <laughs> yeah i should say brutha i don't know it's like brutha and om <laughs> and then brutha and vorbis basically and then ju- just being in om's head <laughs> A lot. Vorbis, Vorbis yeah. is a great name. I do just want to put that out there. Like Vorbis. he was like, "What's Very the evil. bad guy with Vorbis. a bald head going to be called?" And he was like, "Oh, an orb head. He's going to be called Vorbis, and it's <laughs> so good." <laughs> mm. With a V, yeah. because V's are evil. They are the most evil letter. Yeah, yeah and possibly X. Mm-hmm. We sometimes we do get like some other characters briefly who are like part of. I mean, I guess I should do a summary, but they're like part of the underground. Um, conspiracy that's going on. And it's, you know, they appear for a bit and then they die. Yeah. (laughs) Well, not all of them, but, you know, some of them. But for the most part, like, the story is carried by, yeah, by Brutha and Om and and also Vorbis. I'll do do a very quick summary, because, you know, it's like... (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So so the story is about... um, We hear about the history monks... I don't know if, for the, if it's for the first time, but yes, the more I think so, the most significant time. Basically, there's some sort of monks, and they they're like you know they're like Buddhist style monks. They live in a valley in the Ram Tops, and they sort of make sure that history happens in the right order and at the right time, and keeps everything happening correctly. Um, and mm. one of them is sent down to this particular period of time, which presumably is before the time we are normally familiar with um on the disc uh it, it's a, it's the past angmore book does exist because they mention it's, it it's a but it's apparently about a hundred years ago yeah i mean yeah it is about a hundred years ago um and it is about the character of brutha who is a novice uh, at the citadel of om in the city of com um which is the biggest well one of the biggest religions on the disc at this time and you know it's an interesting religion it's very powerful it controls a lot of the areas around it um they worship the god um who you know he's a bull he's a bull god he turns into a bull sometimes he turns into a swan he loves trampling infidels and converting people and he says he's the only god etc etc brutha he's a he's a novice um he isn't very intelligent and he's not very you know He's a bit slow and he's known for being very conscientious. He remembers literally everything that happens to him. He doesn't really understand the idea of forgetting. He doesn't really understand the idea of not doing what he's told. So that's sort of <laughs> who he is. But he does believe in the god arm, which is good because a turtle drops from the sky, uh, a tortoise being dropped by an tortoise. eagle. And um, yeah, tortoise. <laughs> uh, it's a turtle. We reject, tortoise. We reject Americans. I mean, the- no, they're not. They're tortoises. <laughs> There's literally a part say- where the where Om is thinking about I should make a new law about how eating turtles is illegal. So oh. I mean, it doesn't matter. Basically, he drops from the sky. Look, and- I read this the first time in the German translation, and it was just Schildkröte for both. So you know, it's tortoises. Well, they, 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 they like- make a distinction. You're wrong. One swims. Turtles are. It doesn't matter. Um. Anyway, no turtle is the classification, the- and like. Tortoise going, is like a subspecies species among turtles. It's wrong. literally on Wikipedia. I'm going. It doesn't matter. Wow, that's never been wrong. It's the same. 
the same no. way as a fucking toad is a subclass no. of frogs. No. Which is also upsetting. But the point Wrong. is, it doesn't matter because it's not important. Um, <laughs> Tortoise, a reptile species in the family of Testudinae or other Testudines. I'm literally not um, listening. We've heard this, Janosch, but you're wrong. <laughs> We've done While this many, Listen, not all other I don't care. I'm, I'm going to mute They are particularly distinguished from other turtles <laughs> by mute, being land. I'm not speaking. Janosch is speaking. Okay, listen. What's important is that Om <laughs> drops from the sky and he is in a chilinous form with four legs in his shell. and That's the right word. And he he has been a turtle for... <laughs> he's been a turtle. He's, he's been in his current form. I'm going to say tortoise because that's what it says in the book, Thank but you. I don't care about any of it. Hell um, yeah. He, so he's been a tortoise for three years. He previously has had no memory of the fact that he is in fact a god. And now he suddenly realizes it again, having dropped into this garden because Brutha is there. And gradually through the next like 100 pages, he realizes that Brutha is the only person he's found so far who actually really, truly believes in him. Um, no one else does, which yeah, he finds quite before. upsetting. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we've been there. Uh, only one person believes in you. Um, the other character is Vorbis, who runs the Quisition, which is he's an exquisitor uh, who's in charge of the Inquisitors, who do what Inquisitors do, which mostly involves torturing and hurting people and killing people. And there's a lot of very like gruesome scenes, not quite described, but like alluded to. Um, it's very dark. It's very dark. Um, and so Ruth is in this garden and the tortoise drops from the sky and then it starts talking to him telling him that he it's the great god Om he doesn't believe it he doesn't want to believe it he thinks it's a demon or something trying to trick him he goes to the head novice uh, the head of the novices who tells him it's just a voice Um, when he takes him to see the tortoise he can't hear the voice so Om can't talk to him because he doesn't truly believe in him uh, around this time, Vorbis comes across Brutha and discovers that he has perfect memory and decides to use him in his current uh, quest to go to Phoebe and do something there. We're not quite sure what it involves, but probably not good things. In some ways, it involves taking revenge for a missionary they sent there who was apparently killed. There's also an ongoing conspiracy that he wants to stamp down, which is the idea that the world is a disc on the back of uh, four elephants on the back of a turtle. I don't believe Which he turtle. says isn't true, because the uh, the great god <laughs> Arm said, told Osiri that it is in fact a globe, which is, you know, <laughs> crazy stuff. Imagine being a globe head. <laughs> what the fuck? Globe head. Um... <laughs> And it's heresy to say otherwise, and he's gonna he's gonna stamp this down. There are some people within the church who do believe this, and they're trying to like do a movement about it. Um, one of them is a is like the captain of the Holy Legion, who is found out and killed by Vorbis. And I don't know. There's a lot of bits with him where he's thinking about how fucked up it is to be on <laughs> to do warfare. You know, <laughs> he's like, I don't really believe in anything apart from. If how horrible uh, it is to kill if you're you know ordering people to kill other people then and you personally do not have blood on your hands that's actually good and righteous yeah there's a lot of stuff about like how can the inquisition be wrong if they're doing it because the fact they're doing it means that the god has allowed it to happen and therefore what they're doing is correct 
<laughs> is this different from Mike Means Right? No. I wonder if this uh, uh, Great God of Om is group is a sort of stand-in for a um, real-world organization of the religious persuasion that also had an Inquisition at some point. Um, I don't no. know though. I'm no, sure. I think I think Terry Pratchett's books books have. I, I'm gonna interrupt you here. I think none of Terry Pratchett's <laughs> books have anything to do with with the real world. It's all just fantasy. Yeah, it's so. just it's just jokes, just a man. Story, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just funny. It's a f- funny jokes about torturing people to death. I do want it's to just give, a, like, it's just a funny organized religion of of great complexity and hierarchy with a history of dark mm-hmm. deeds and human <laughs> rights abuse. Oh. Ah. Nothing, nothing like anything on real, <laughs> the real world. <laughs> uh-huh. There's no jokes about pederasty in this. Oh my god! Um. <laughs> yeah, I do want to give like one last, say one last thing about the turtle issue. Uh, I just oh found god. out that god damn no, it, I Yannick. just found out that in America they're all called turtles. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> I did not know this. That's why they get called turtles. But we read the English. Pratchett book, which was written in 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 English, England, English, mm-hmm. and it says tortoise. <laughs> That's right. So unfortunately, like, I... <laughs> yeah. Look, Janosch, I did a year and nearly nearly a year and a half of a zoology degree, and I always knew the whole group uh, together of <laughs> turtles and tortoises as Chelonians. So, <laughs> so checkmate. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, says in America, all Chelonians are uh, called turtles. But I'm just saying what Terry yeah, says. And in this here we would call them crisps. Um, yeah. 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 Um, while Vorbis meets Brother and discovers his insane intelligence as to do with memory, which is like extremely mm. good. He sees a room for a second and can remember literally every single detail about it. Uh, Om goes on a little journey, wandering around, <laughs> seeing what's going on, you know, having a time. He accidentally falls down a grate and sees some torturing and is like, huh, having some thinky thoughts in my tortoise brain. He also goes to see all the like the supplicants who are asking for stuff from the god Om, and they're all like, please answer my prayers. They keep kicking him around, and he's like, I would answer your prayers if you would stop kicking me. Uh, <laughs> another eagle comes to try and eat him again. Um, we meet uh, Dibla, uh, cut me on <laughs> Dibla, who's just Dibbler again, <laughs> but like a, a different country's one, because <laughs> there's always one. There's always one. Which I think is foreign. Yeah, and this happens like a few hundred years before the the other books. Yeah, he represents just the eternal eternal guy willing to sell you stuff. Um, The wide boy. Yeah, he's a wide boy. Britha learns that um, he's going to go to a Phoebe. He's like, damn, I've never left anywhere before. Um, That's wild. He goes to find Om, who's in distress, and he's like, I will take you with me to a Phoebe. And Om's like, you've got to take me. Please don't leave me here. (laughs) Please. And we hear some like ominous stuff about gods and like the whispers in the desert. There's a bunch of stuff about the desert. The, the desert is very important. Eventually, they set off. There's some soldiers. You know, they're gonna do some sort of holy war by what it sounds like. Um, they get on a boat. While they're on the boat, Vorbis sees some porpoises by the side of the boat and is like, "Why don't you eat porpoises?" And the captain's like, "Because they're they're like the souls of dead sailors." And that's a strong belief. And Vorbis is like, well, I want you to shoot it then. <laughs> so it's he makes him shoot an it. incredibly fucked up moment. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's like, well, yeah. we don't believe in that because that's superstition. So you'll kill the to- you'll kill the porpoise, and then he kills it, and then makes them eat it. He's just a very scary guy, porpoise. He's got like all, he's one of those all rare eyes, and he's one of those rare Pratchett characters who is like irredeemably bad. Yeah, who is just like broken and just evil. I mean, there's a few. <laughs> there's a few, but like, there's not many. Most people are just sort of a bit. Bit so they're like, like they're doing things for the wrong reasons or whatever. Yeah. But most humans, uh, you know, they're not they're not like that mm-hmm. in in this world. Well, Vorbis thinks he can hear the god talking to him. He just yeah, doesn't he's kind actually. of like Dios too. He is yeah, he's sort of he's, like Dios, but he's I think kind of like a more nutty I, Dios. Dios yeah. is like, oh, I love order, and um, yes, maybe we will kill people, but. Um, Vorbis is like, I love Dios order is and killing nicer. people, but also I kind of want to do that more. I want to like see how people die. Yeah, Dios, Dios just does it because he, I don't know, he's a proceduralist. Like, yeah, Vorbis, Vorbis is interested in the suffering and the destruction. And yeah, the pain. yeah, he he will yeah. try and see how people That's die. He will sick. see. Like, yeah, I'm not saying process. they're the same, but it, it. it does feel like he loves it. He does turn. He does turn Om upside down to cook in the sun to see what will happen. And Om's like, "I do not like this guy. Have you looked at his mind? It's fucked up." And Ruth is like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> He's like, "This guy's aura is rancid. <laughs> He's got a mind like a steel ball." Mm. Um, yeah, and that's basically where we are in the book. We hear some stuff about like how some philosophers on the disc that one I think it's called Coom or something. He comes up with basically the Gnostic ther- mm. the Gnostic heresy, which is that the creator and the god are different things and the the creator was imperfect, whereas the god is perfect and the gods are like created by the people. And then um <laughs> and it says that he was um killed by the Quisition and uh persuaded he was paraded as an example around um all the towns, but because there was a lot of towns he had to be cut up quite small. Pretty good. Yeah, and that's basically where we are. Um, I was sad because the next, very next bit is very interesting, but well, I guess we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> Which is good because we we said a lot in terms of the watch this week. Yeah, so yeah, that actually balances out probably better. <laughs> so it's good to not have anything to talk yeah. about this week. There's... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a great book. Um, this is the kind it's of stuff so that people have been sharing on facebook in the lead up to the u.s election because that's the only important election that exists as we all well know (laughs) um (laughs) yeah and terry pratchett is very relevant for the american election famously Mm -hmm. i will say about america (laughs) if i could i would make terry pratchett the president of america <laughs> I would vote for everything. It's a good the American role and election. They should have a president. Um, <laughs> I think it's. I will say because we were talking about the watch a little bit earlier, um, and this was one of the because I have the um, I'm sorry Kindle version of this book, and one of the most highlighted quotes is one that I also highlighted, and it was the one that was like, and it all meant this that there are hardly any excesses of the most crazed psychopath that cannot easily be duplicated by a normal, yeah. kindly family man who just comes into work every day and has a job to do. Which, um, yeah, a cab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throughout history that is shown. Like, it's 
more incisive than a lot of people's views of of, of sort of historical atrocities. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it, it is literally just like, oh yeah, these people just doing their job. And and he's like, yeah, this is bad. And I honestly think, I mean, again, we were talking about this in chat rather than anything else, but to have a Discworld Facebook group and say no politics, I just think... Uh-huh. <laughs> did you read the books? This isn't politics. This is just about morality, which is different. This isn't politics. This is about funny <laughs> um, fake societies. Um, it's about... Mm-hmm. Um, a different world, so it doesn't matter, and it has no relevance, and nothing. Context doesn't matter. No. If you cut Discworld in half, written through it, the 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 disc itself, mm-hmm. like a stick of rock from Black okay. would be no yeah. analogies here, <laughs> no no exopies either. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I don't know what the stick of lo- rock from Blackpool means, but my brain immediately <laughs> went to oh, means a dick. <laughs> so imagine, imagine uh, a cylinder uh-huh. a, a, of Deadpool. pure sugar. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. a peppermint. And then, and then imagine it has like a swirly red pattern on the outside. But then imagine on both ends, in the cross section of the cylinder, it says Blackpool is gay or something. And then as you suck okay. this sugar cylinder, it continues to say that the whole way down. That's a Blackpool stick of rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I totally understand it now. Terrible yeah. English sweet. <laughs> it tastes bad. Yeah, yeah rocks like taste me. bad. It's not worth it. Uh, anyway, lots of themes in this book. I really, I really like Ritha as a character. I think he... He's good. He's really good as a protagonist because he does <laughs> feel he's he's at like the whims of the society he lives in, and there's a lot of implication. Well, it says that he was instructed in omnianism by his grandmother, who was very viciously abusive. <laughs> yeah, um, horrible. Yeah, some um, stuff there. I don't know if that's going to keep coming up through mm. the book because there's quite a lot of it in the first third. My yeah. weakness coming. This book is a little it. bit heavy. I think it's, it's quite heavy, yeah. It's one of those one of those dark black uh, dark Blackpool books. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you know, a lot of them have edges where it goes into sort of darker yeah. stuff. But th- this is one of the one of the ones where it's kind of heavy the whole history. Sorry, yeah, of- yeah. The writing on this one that goes through the entire thing is kind of fucked up in it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Society? Bad. Society, it's pretty bad. Religion, damn. Religion? Organ- Society? Organized religion. Live in one. I will. Um, let's. I, I'm going to open up Harry, here for a Tinker Taylor, soldier, dead. I'm going to open up here for a second. <laughs> uh, like, when I, when I first read this book, which was like, I think like the second Terry Pratchett book after moving pictures that I read. And I was like, that, that was at the phase of my life where I was like very religious. And I was like, hey, yeah. <laughs> like, I read this book and I was like, oh, finally, Terry understands what the problems of religion are that, you know, that religious people also know. Like, th- to me, it felt like this, this understands religion, but also the problems within. And interestingly, he's, he's an atheist. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah. but I did see like on the Wikipedia for this book, I think that repeatedly both atheists and religious people were claiming that this is written for them. Yeah, yeah. like I don't want to I don't want to spoil the ending too much, <clears throat> but like the <laughs> but the conclusions <laughs> the conclusions are not that believing in things are bad. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty evident in even the first third, like. I don't think that yeah. it's a condemnation. Like, the, most of what this story so far seems to be is a condemnation of hierarchy. Yeah. More than anything else, I think. I don't know. Yeah. The, the, mis- the misuse of a religious ideology mm-hmm. yeah. to, to oppress people. Yeah. And to oppress oneself as yeah. well, really. Yeah, and I mean, it's yeah. like, th- there's like this ongoing thing about how Ohm has no idea about all the like evil things that are done in his name yeah uh, and at the same time also that none of these people believe in him yeah like mm-hmm. the vorbis is doing this war and he's he's got all these people and he's been torturing all these people yet he doesn't truly believe in it yeah so and all the people who are coming to visit and pray what they believe in is fear of the inquisition they believe in they don't want to die or they believe in I am afraid. They're not like, I believe in the god arm. I, this is interesting hearing you say that, Janusz, because when I first read this, I was probably, I don't know, like 13, mm. 14, 12, something yeah, like same. that. And I was, I was very much uh, very much an epic yeah. atheist. And I am, still, I am still an atheist, but no longer epic. <laughs> now you're just a sad <laughs> slave. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, now I'm like, you know, they're all right. <laughs> if you know, there's nothing intrinsically wrong with it, kind of thing. As long as you're not being nasty yeah. to people, you know, it's a, it's a force, a societal, cultural force, like 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 other ones, like political ideologies, can can be misused to to oppress mm-hmm. people and build oppressive hierarchies. And I was, you know, I was reading it and going, damn, yeah, religion do be like that. <laughs> But now, but now, I think we have moved to the same place where it's like you know you can see, mm, yeah, you can see how how people could interpret this in in either yeah, way. Yeah, well, I think it's a religion does not it's have a, to be it's like quite that, fair. but often is. Yeah, just depending on how old the religion is. Who would anyone say, mm-hmm. Lucy? Would you say it's a humanistic <laughs> uh, kind of message? <laughs> <laughs> Coming back to some vintage, who watches the watch? <laughs> Classic <laughs> jargon. <laughs> <laughs> um it's yeah hey Janos are you a feminist <laughs> <laughs> oh absolutely Good. love it love it <laughs> love it <laughs> this <laughs> no but yeah like I'm oh, I'm like at a point in my life where I'm not I have not considered... I have this thing where every once in a while I listen to Seven Swans by Sufjan Stevens and I'm like, oh yeah, that was what it felt like to believe in God. Oh, so <laughs> like you did at like one point damn. or another. I know you were yeah, yeah. raised Catholic. I wasn't really raised Catholic, but it was like some kind of... My family was very agnostic and then my mm-hmm. bad abusive uh, stepfather was like an epic atheist. So it was kind of like a resistance thing for me to go oh, to see. church. Okay. All <laughs> oh, right. 
It was like when I was like 13 or 14, the one like individualist thing I could do, basically. I mean, rebelling by going to Catholic church is quite funny. I am sorry about the situation around it, but it is is unfortunately (laughs) also comedic. I know. (laughs) No criticism there, though. Like, it's fair. Like, yeah. It's interesting. I think I am very interested in, like, everybody I know's religious beliefs. Like, I think it's just so curious to know how people interpret certain things. Like, recently, like, I I would call myself probably agnostic. Like, I'm not not open to to the idea of there being something else. I think in, in some ways I do believe that there is something guiding stuff i wouldn't say it was god i don't know but recently loads of people at work have been like yeah i believe in ghosts and and, and then mm-hmm. they <laughs> tell me they're incredibly <laughs> detailed ghost encounter stories that they have personally had and i'm like well i mean i believe women so i <laughs> <laughs> So I guess, I guess ghosts are real. <laughs> it's funny how ghosts only ever appear to the people who believe yeah. in ghosts. <laughs> Checkmate. Well, it's because they believe in them. Other ones. Once they like appear a... to you, you, you have to believe in them, right? So I mean, well... Well, that's, that's true, true in if, a sense, if, but I If suppose, I saw yeah. a ghost and I told you guys that I had seen a ghost and you didn't believe me, I'd be like, okay, yeah. well, this friendship is over. <laughs> <laughs> Unless okay, I was also, like, a ghost first, on least. mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would just not know, if, if you told me that, I would not know how serious you are or if you're doing like one of your famous ironic bits <laughs> famous if you're doing Lucy's joke corner unannounced <laughs> Lucy's ghost corner <laughs> <laughs> mm. I mean ghosts aren't the issue here we're talking gods um, <laughs> believing in ghosts is just yeah, as real as believing in god am I right uh, <laughs> There has never been proven that God exists, so checkmate, atheist. <laughs> Can't prove that he checkmate does. I still, I still have, <laughs> I still have these, uh, these, these like instincts to like be like, actually, well, you know, you know, you can't see tell what you're seeing with ghosts. It's like, why am I trying to disprove yeah. this? It's, it's people talking about ghosts. <laughs> Who cares? It's just it's your rationalism coming through. You're like, I'm here the to thing be about yeah, I, I, the thing about epic atheism is besides the racism. <laughs> <laughs> But like just Muslims, I don't like them. Just with the logic, checkmate. Of, this is the logic of yeah. Besides the uh, the thing about Muslims, but like just the logic of Huge how logic. they're trying to present their arguments is that it's like the most basic logic, right? Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. any child would can come to that conclusion, but it's like literally not the point of believing. Like it's literally like they're atheists are gonna be like. Oh, but you believe in God, yet you haven't seen him. <laughs> but it's like the entire point <laughs> yeah, of, of the word believing. Like, that's the meaning of believing, right? Oh, you have faith? Cringe. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's just like a lot, of, a lot of the sort of, yeah, a lot of the sort of epic atheist stuff is like the shittest. It's not even like undergrad theology level 
understanding of the arguments you know it's like you obviously haven't done the reading um get good um really easy (laughs) they pick really easy opponents like creationists or like yeah guys who make a creationist museum right like shit like that like that's you know anyone can disprove their logic it's Mm -hmm. yeah there is there is worth in fighting against creationists because in America they do they do actually wield institutional power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like there is some well, worth in that, but largely... I, I don't think that represents the large. It doesn't represent necessarily all religious people. I mean, the well, thing it definitely the thing is you can be religious like devoutly and also not a creationist because one of them comes. With oh, this, for sure, like, that's that's what I was huge saying. Denying yeah. of of. Uh, scientific evidence and it's the, it's the same thing with like people who are religious but will support women's right to abortion and mm-hmm. etc and it's like that i think is an important distinction to draw um but yeah people who are creationists i do just think like I, okay yeah like i don't think i've ever <laughs> met like i've met a ton of religious people i don't think i've ever met a creationist yeah, America's yeah, a whole different American kind of thing, yeah. Christianity, you know, for the most part. It's all tied in with really hard right politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the, the the birth of religious right was their, their, like, initial fight with, like, Jerry Falwell and everything was uh, trying to force the government to stop... No, well, it was trying to trying to resist the government forcing them to allow black people into their private religious schools. That was, that was the oh, genesis cool. of them. Mm. And before that, it has roots in anti-communism and everything as well, which has roots in, uh, you know, the same roots as fascism and neo-Nazism. Cool. So. And well, and actual Nazism. So yeah, it's a good, it's a good, good uh, strain of political stuff in yeah. in, a, in a large hegemonic society. Mm-hmm. Religion has nothing to do with politics. I, I really enjoy it. <laughs> I just have this very clear memory in my mind of being in like this was like second or third semester of university and uh i had like you know my major was in uh theater media studies and my minor was in english so we had to take like english uh like basically language courses despite like everyone already being able to speak english and like some of the bullshit we did was like you know some learn like some basic things about british or american culture yeah. <laughs> and and then there one of the did you have a smack bomb <laughs> pee wet and one of the one of the like units in in the book was about like a creationist museum opening up where like dinosaurs were on the ark of noah or whatever and <laughs> then we watched a video of richard dawkins disproving it Oh, and then there was one guy, and of course it was a guy, <laughs> who was like saying some things about how Richard Dawkins is amazing. He's he's uh, he's such a smart guy. And then he was asking our teacher, "Have you seen the movie Religulous? Because it's amazing." Which, like, I don't know if you're familiar with this movie. It's it's um, no, it's a movie that uh, the the racist guy on TV. What's his name? Ricky Gervais. Oh. Is it um, thingy Bill, Bill, Bill Maher, yeah. <laughs> the man who's like, Muslims? I don't yeah, like exactly. them. He made accent. a documentary about how stupid religious people are. Uh, mm. And then years later, I was talking about like some of my friends who were in different cores, and they were like, oh, I have to do, we, we, we have to do a group project with this guy. 
who is like not showing up to our group project meetings and this is, he's not doing any of the work uh and then i saw that guy and it was the exact same guy who was talking about richard dawkins <laughs> checkmate atheist <laughs> <laughs> this book is a kind of checkmate atheist book i know that it's it's a people say it's anti-religion but i think i'm going to become religious and i'm gonna be like yeah I, this book is why <laughs> see i saw i saw a um a man a male dog and a bitch <laughs> doing um 69 p- yeah. sex position uh, mm-hmm. and uh, i became religious <laughs> i saw the beauty of god in all things <laughs> hashem appeared yeah to that's me. like a classic religious experience i think it is yeah that's the closest Richard dawkins has ever come to touching infinity yeah <laughs> <laughs> God, that's such like that posting power is infinite though. Like it's amazing. That's I could so never write something like that with all all of the irony juice in the world in my veins. I could never do that. You can't top Richard Dawkins. Many people have said this. You can't top him. He's, he's he won't be top. He doesn't. T- he, he won't bottom. Um, <laughs> he will not bottom. I see. I see God. I see God in Richard Dawkins posting. <laughs> God. Anyway, yeah, that say what um, you want about eugenics, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't, Richard. <laughs> Selective breeding kind of works, maybe in a certain way, but that's not what eugenics is, because <laughs> it's it's based on bollocks. You have to take it as a whole. It's racist. It's really racist. He just can't help it. He just needs to be racist. The idea of even using dogs as an example is insane because pugs cannot breathe. (laughs) (laughs) It's just Richard Dawkins looking at the Habsburg chin like this is this is perfection. This is beautiful. He's like, I am gonna do my best to breed humans who cannot breathe through their nose. Look, the, the ideal the ideal human being uh, is white as milk, burns the moment they get any UV on them, uh, has the Habsburg chin and the forehead of Brendan O'Neill. <laughs> the tallest face in the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the leaning tower of Pisa forehead. I'm just looking through some other classic Richard Dawkins tweets. Have you heard yeah. this one? It's from 2015. Good idea to beam erotic v- videos to theocracies? Question mark. Not violent, oh, woman hating one. porn, but loving, <laughs> gentle, woman respective eroticism. Does he, does he think they don't, the, like, the, theocrats and, like, very religious people don't watch porn? They watch porn. <laughs> <laughs> no, We've made enough Bin Laden jokes for you to know that. <laughs> they don't have it. They've never seen it. Um, if they saw it, they'd be liberated from uh, religion. And instead, they would follow. They would just go on four channel all the time, and it would be better. I'm gonna send Richard Dawkins a video of the cock destroyers <laughs> on Twitter, um, and then finally he'll have to oh give up the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's here's a good one from Richard Dawkins, 29th of July, 2014. Uh-huh. Mild pedophilia is bad. Violent pedophilia is worse. <laughs> if you think that's an endorsement of mild pedophilia, go away and learn how to think. Thank you, Richard. <laughs> Thank you, Richard. <laughs> Wait, this is on his own website. Yeah, this is how he kept saying about, like, he, he did have a thing he kept saying about how, like, if it wasn't that bad to be, like, like molested as a child, because if it's not, like, violent. Like, he's like, it's fine if someone gropes you. It ha- it's It's fine. 
It's fine, actually. And I'm sure it would have absolutely no impact on your, like, long-term mental health. Um, And if it does have an impact on your long-term mental health, but you were never physically hurt, then that's still not violence, for sure. And it was fine. Um, I know that's not what he's saying, and I'm strong-minding him a bit here, but um, he's a fucking moron. We know this. Um, (laughs) We know this. (laughs) (laughs) Richard Dawkins made atheism uncool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Richard. No, Very but like cool all of you. these, all of these famous atheists have either died mm-hmm. <laughs> or turned out to be racists. Right? Well, yeah, or in like Neil deGrasse Tyson's case, rapists. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Could you? Well, cool. Could one of you guys not be the worst person ever? But they can't because their entire ideology is based around disproving a group of people, um, which is. Maybe that's what we do, but not <laughs> not quite so hatefully, I think. We're just, like, we're just I, um, grilling, you know? We're grilling! <laughs> <laughs> it's Islamic extremism this, it's, it's atheism that. <laughs> I just want to grill, for God's sake. Listening to the lovely bells of Winchester, one of our great medieval cathedrals. So much nicer <laughs> than the aggressive them. sounding Allahu Akbar. Or is it just my cultural upbringing? <laughs> It's your cultural uh, it's upbringing. Called, it's a co- they're called a muezzin. <laughs> it's not called the Alu Akbar. <laughs> <laughs> the, the person singing the thing—I can't remember what the call to prayer is called—but you know, he's it's called the muezzin. Uh, yeah. It's, he's like, anyway, it was, to say that I like giant like, loud church bells calling me to go to church every day, even though I don't. But um, I don't like the call to prayer for Muslims, even though they do pray more than I bong, do on bong. average. <laughs> bong bong. <laughs> <laughs> this is an anti like, podcast. <laughs> no one, the hunchback of Notre Dame. When in the mosque, <laughs> go. It's the hunchback of Notre Dame, not the hunchback of uh, the Dome of the Rock. Checkmate, Islam. Go. Mosques just aren't as good because the hunchback doesn't live in there and hide among the bells. They don't have gargoyles. <laughs> they just have cool geometric patterns. It's kind of fucked up. Where are all the gargoyles? <laughs> When Quasimodo, <laughs> yeah, the gargoyles couldn't have said, people. "I'm losing to a bird." Yeah, I'm losing to a bird. I just want to salute, like uh, one last time, before we get back to talking bit. about the book. I just want to salute the real Can't hero, we? who is P- at Pinocker Forty, who uh, <laughs> who has been blocked by Richard Dawkins, and yeah. then Richard Dawkins asked them, "If you were blocked, it must have been a mistake." Sorry, I'm blocked now. And then they asked, thanks, Ardi, since I've got you, do you care to answer the question I posed? And Richard said, please repeat your question. And then I said, would you touch a poop for $20? (laughs) (laughs) So good. But this this is, before we move back, this is, not to blow my own horn as a 13-year-old being an epic atheist, but like, even I could see that like, you know, I, 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 to the extent that I would like debate question mark uh, in quotation marks, uh, like religious, like right wing religious people from America on Facebook for a little while <laughs> because I thought it was fun. Uh-huh. I don't know. 
pretty cringe, right? But um, like they'd be like, "Oh, what about Islam?" And like even I was like, "I I can't do that. Like that that would be wrong. <laughs> that would be that would yeah. be xenophobic." It's it's not hard to be an atheist and to 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 not be Islamophobic or you know bigoted against any religion. You can. It's yeah. not hard. It's just incredibly funny that this guy became the famous atheist when there's like when like atheist has been atheism has been around for like as long as theism has been around. He invented it. <laughs> Richard Dawkins was like, "Have you considered that maybe God doesn't exist?" And everyone was like, "Oh my god, what are you talking about? That's insane." <laughs> he blew everybody's minds. Anyway, is there? Do we want to add anything else about? Do we want to talk book? about a book that we did not talk about. <laughs> The book that was said is like I mean, one I of the best, like of... maybe the best book we read so far. That's why yeah. we've been talking about religion for I so, think so long. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll do proper discussion of it in another episode. I mean, we will. We yeah, usually I... do. Um, I have two. This is this is an intro, really, I to have... the, the themes and the ideas. Mm. Two more quotes that I've saved. One, which was just about how funny it was that they had cut me own hand off, de, de blah, which we've gone over. <laughs> Well, my other quote that I saved was fear is strange soil, mainly it grows obedience like corn which grows in rows and makes weeding easy but sometimes it grows the potatoes of defiance which flourish on the ground which I really liked um, <laughs> Yeah, pretty good yeah, Terry. Terry Terry knows about all the semtex that's stashed under Char- I'm Charlotte's I'm thinking bed. about the potatoes of defiance and I'm <laughs> feeling like I want to make some mash <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm glad you <laughs> underlined these things because all my underlinings are things like, um, in fact, if he had heard it, he would have thought uh, was something to do with feet. Yeah, no, I nearly did note that one, <laughs> although it, it, it is on my mind that the whole time they're like, yeah, this guy's a pedophile. <laughs> um, but he doesn't, he, he made clear he doesn't act on it. He's just like spiritually well enormous. yeah but it's like kind of weird because it's mixed <laughs> with the ideas of like say brother bruther whatever who's like thinking you know he's just having normal like oh my god i want to jack off thoughts versus this guy whose name i can't remember um and he's like wow Nimrod. thank you yeah um, Nimrod. and he's like oh i'm having these these sinful thoughts but i never ever act on them and then you have like the the tortoise calling him a pederast or a pedophile or whatever um and he's also like yes give me a boy under the age of seven and i'm like "Ah, okay that's probably a jesuit i mean it no it made me think of sparta because that's about the the time you'd get sent to the agogi which is the like boys school um you'd go when you yeah you'd go when you were like seven or eight and then you'd say that till you were 24 say i can't remember it's been a long time since i've studied ancient greece yeah sparta was a good society yeah it was great (laughs) the women had so Mm. many freedoms great Great. yeah they got to they got to fight sometimes there were loads of slaves um against the slaves that made up most of their population um it was cool it was good society foundation of western civilization we love greece sparta Um, is proof that uh dudes rock it really (laughs) And by dudes rock i mean dudes have to kill their oppressed slave class uh with rocks sort of hazing repeatedly ritual. to keep yeah. them in line yeah yeah because otherwise they will rise up and they need to brutalize them mm-hmm. forever to keep their social mm-hmm. order in line and it makes it you really think. does make you think it really makes you think 
Uh, what also makes me think is that moment where, like, Om is uh, asking brother, how many talking tortoises have you met? And he's like, I don't know. They might all talk. They just might not say anything when I'm there. <laughs> I like this bit. It's a good wrong. answer. And it says that, like, um, Om was getting to know Brutha as being, like, the most annoying person who everyone just hates talking to because he's always like this. And I, he's, he's a great character. I like him yeah. a lot. Um, Even though he's entirely he's, unrelatable yes. because he has a perfect memory and I can't remember what I said at the beginning of this podcast. I think my no. memory is getting significantly worse recently. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where I've started taking a diary yeah. now because I'm like, I forget what I do every day. But that's only started in like the mm. last month or two. So just keep an mm. eye on that, guys. If I'm... I can't remember it's anything five. ever. It's 5G, Lucy. They they turned it on in Bristol. They <laughs> put a recently. tower outside my house, and now I'm I'm turning gay. Yeah. More so than before. Yeah. Oh, no. I can't believe they f- turned you full They've gay. They turned me full gay. <laughs> I was gay when I was 12, and then I was like, no, I'm bisexual. And now the 5G towers have gone up. I'm back to gay again. You are okay. <laughs> it's like a flicking the switch. Yeah. Really. Um, no, because I was wondering if like turning you more gay is at one point gonna make you end up on like the other side which whatever that is being asexual i guess i don't know i being straight my medication is Mm. already taking me there but i'm fighting back (laughs) (laughs) good (laughs) my medication is no not 2021 for lucy saying you cannot not and i'm saying watch me um (laughs) (laughs) you don't tell me what to do you're just a pill you can't even lift (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> learn to coat yeah learn to coat also not uh, yeah so I mean yeah pretty good um, pretty good there's a guy named Professina which I thought was funny yeah uh, let's see there was something else that I was gonna say about the quote mm. oh yeah <laughs> I like the thing where um, where Om is getting so angry that he starts thinking about how uh i'm gonna make you regret this for the end of time for i i might even make more time just that you can be more sorry (laughs) which is always a great character like Mm almost so funny to me and he's so funny i love to imagine his little he's so mad just like wiggling around He's so cute. He he is just a hundred percent mad, and he spends his whole time like either freaking out because he doesn't want to forget again, and he knows that if he gets too far away from Bruce, then he's going to just become like a normal tortoise that has like a vague feeling that maybe they will want something else. Which is again that like Terry Pratchett, um, it's it's worse to be unconscious if you were once conscious stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And also, um, he keeps telling Brisa about all these prophets that Brisa is talking about and about how they were all just like kind of weird old men um, who he vaguely remembers. And he's like, remember you talked to that guy out of a um, like a big pillar of flame? And he's like, what did you, isn't that what you told him? He's like, as I recall, what I said was, hey, look what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> this is a funny book, and it's a very deep book, and we're only a third of the way through, so yeah. I'm yeah very excited for what is coming next week when we turn the page, mm-hmm. and we all read mm. on one stream together, looking each other, looking over each other's shoulders, which is how we read for these. Yeah, podcasts. it's one book. 
We read at the same time. One one book between the three of mm-hmm. us, so we just all do it on like a live stream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining an epic rep. Uh-huh. Tweet. Emma Watson. Emily Watson beatbox. Em- wait, no, which one is she? Emma, Emma Watson is the beatboxing. Emma Watson beatboxing and uh, I was thinking, Richard Dawkins, <laughs> are you a feminist? <laughs> I mean, you're joking, but Neil deGrasse Tyson has been on Epic Rap Battles of History, so... Of course he has. He's the worst, I'm sorry. I can't believe... I remember one time, like, going into a bookshop to um, just just look for something interesting. And on the same shelf as, like, the book she said, and also Ronan Farrow's um, Couch and Kill. That sounds right. Yeah, Couch and Kill. Um, uh, was Neil deGrasse Tyson's like hit new book, and I was like, <laughs> sick. <laughs> Me Too movement has been so effective. I'm actually not 100 mm-hmm. percent sure if he has been on Epic Rap Battles on History or Cinema Sins, but you know, same thing. <laughs> Just before someone yeah. calls me out on God. this, he has <laughs> definitely been on Cinema Sins, and I think also on Epic Rap Battles, and also uh, when Bob made a flat Earth song, his. <laughs> nephew made like a reply like Neil deGrasse Tyson's nephew made a reply rap about how the earth is round actually and it had a feature by Neil deGrasse Tyson it was very epic bacon that's mm-hmm. very funny they showed I, him I pogged all over all over myself it was it was epic <laughs> okay god I'm so tired. <laughs> okay. Not, Should we not in around? general. I'm no I'm no I'm so tired of, of them. Yeah. All right. I just I've been seeing more and more very Islamophobic Richard Dawkins tweets that I didn't know existed. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, he is the worst. Is the love, maybe it's time that love we to, give... Love to compare Islam to cancer. Cool. It's a very normal, normal thing to yeah. do. No, Listen, maybe Richard Dawkins is cringe. Yeah, maybe we should like turn away from Insanely Richard Dawkins and like find some... But I do want to give like atheists a chance because they can't all be bad. So... I've been like digging and I found this this other guy he's and he's he's like a British guy he has written for some TV shows and he had a okay. he had a podcast uh, and he's I found this very epic photo of him being like uh, in a jeans but it's... shirtless and he had the word atheist written over it it's so cool I think I'm an atheist now uh-huh. it's me is, there, is he holding a mic stand uh-huh. as like a cross as if he's being crucified? Yeah. Interesting. I uh, don't know how I knew that. Wait, who's this guy? Has he been cancelled by the woke left? Many you times because... Enable Islam uh, to, uh, <laughs> to, uh, to, I don't know, something racist. No, he's been cancelled for like making transphobic jokes also. So, you know. I can't believe the woke left just want to prevent comedy. Yeah. The woke left just want to defend their friends and communities from harm. Terrible. I love his Twitter where like all of his tweets are just like, are you triggered? Are you are you offended, mate? I am. <laughs> just having actually. a laugh. <laughs> yes. Am I I'm and my little clown tricks annoying you? <laughs> just like violently attacking you and your friends and being like, Are you triggered? <laughs> you are causing actual like measurable harm to real people and then going triggered much liberal i'm so glad that we'll keep the wokists back 
He really has to defend himself because like, the woke left do want to put him in a dog collar and like a gimp suit and like <laughs> yeah. force him to lick some ladies' boots, which I really is just completely unfair of them. <laughs> I do want to do that. Um, anyway, sh- wrapping this up. That's... Is there anything else to say about uh, the books, Morgan? No, it's good. We'll we'll get there. I was I almost I forgot to say, to say this, but this that is that's this book. Because I've been thinking about Eric earlier today. Oh, I'm sorry. And mm-hmm. Eric had, like, Christian hair. <laughs> classic character. In it. Yeah. But in this one, the guy who has been, like, fearing hell because of Omni and religion or whatever, he dies and then it's just a desert. So what's going on there? Because he didn't actually believe in the great god Om. And he didn't actually believe uh-huh. in the hell. He was just scared of dying. Which is, like, the whole... The whole thing of the book is like the great god Um coming in as a terse tortoise <laughs> and being like, "Wow, the only person who like actually legitimately Ooh. believes in me is this guy, brother, uh, Bruther, because no one else does. They just Bruce, work yeah. there." Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he, no, I he think, just ends up. Somewhere I think that's else. true. And like when you know when I uh, read this part, because I've been like as a as a good Catholic boy, I have been, <laughs> uh, I had have had my share of being. Uh, scared of hell (laughs) and i remember that Mm -hmm. part specifically being distinctly like an oh maybe you know maybe the afterlife really is just a desert (laughs) maybe it really is just (laughs) like nothing and maybe that's better when you die like i i feel like we didn't talk about this that much but like reading this really changed my outlook on dying i guess uh, and also, Eric is just not a good book. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's sort Most, of disconnected. Eric just he just what he just wanted to have fun with yeah. some demons. He was like, huh, yeah, really. Fun. My entire point yeah. with this was just that Eric's hell thing is really doesn't really fit into everything else we know about this world. No, Eric is just horny teenager book, <laughs> and this is like, oh, we're gonna take some stuff seriously. Book. Mm-hmm. I mean. Haven't we found out from death already that people, the afterlives people go to are where they think they mm-hmm. really believe mm. they deserve yeah. to go? Which is, I think yeah. in this case, is this guy doesn't know what he believes necessarily, which I think is why he has to walk through the, because he has that like childhood um, song in his head that's like, you have to walk through the desert alone. And he, he feels like there is truth at the yeah. end of it. So it's about him, I think, in that kind of space almost between death where he has to figure out what he believes because he spent his entire life praying to this god that he does not believe in and he hasn't got an alternative. I could be wrong. Yeah, he sings he sings the spiritual um, Lonesome Valley, but it's Lonesome Desert instead. Yeah. It's very it's interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's a good book and I'm excited Religion's to continue it next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm. we, we we did a lot of good work today. Um, well done, guys. <laughs> um, we did. I feel I can't believe we solved. Yeah, we I'm almost worried that yeah. that we're not gonna have anything else to talk about, like the religion oh, stuff. At least I feel oh, like we I'm solved sure that. we will. <laughs> no, we will. It's impossible. We said everything there is to say about the concept of religion. We so. always struggle to fill Next. up the runtime of these episodes. Yeah, our, our issue is that Boy. we don't say enough. <laughs> People are saying our episodes are too short. 
Yeah. Get more material. We've only been going for two hours. Mm. Yeah, it's fine. Um. Need... There's 24 hours in a day, people. <laughs> so next episode, we will be solving uh, the Israel-Palestine yeah, conflict. Finally. I and feel like this we is... will solve the great the great schism between the Orthodox and Catholic <laughs> churches, and North, uh, North Ireland will do the counter counter reformation, where everyone becomes the new reunified Protestant Catholic Church <laughs> of Rome <laughs> and Alexandria. We are going to tackle all of that next episode, but for now, it's time for, for our sign offs. Yeah, and I will say that. This is this has been us. Um, if you want more, then you should donate to our Patreon for one currency a month. Um, someone dropped out, and we were all heartbroken. But it's but also you could fine make us happy. Need money in this time. It's also fine that you dropped out. Fine. Okay. <laughs> oh, obviously. But you know, we're like if someone else wants to like jump in, there's a there's a slot open, so you can yeah. you can get in there. Um, <laughs> we have space for exactly thirty. Very exciting. We will never. We're about to do. I will never pay a creator for what they do, so oh, wow, go, go for it. Um, he says we- buying Terry Pratchett books. I guess it's a bit late, but mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Oof. Um, yeah, uh, we've we've been doing some. <laughs> we've been writing our book as ever, and we've actually made some amazing discoveries about the fiction author Bella Forrest, which I have Oof. big brain myself around, and next one we record, I'm gonna gonna tell you all the, the terrible details of a dramatic lawsuit. So you don't want to miss that, you should you should yeah. donate. Chaz is the um, only one, only for one who understands law um, for sure. No one yeah. else understands no it. No one else understands law. Everyone else is confused. Trying to get into it Everyone else is confused, but I myself do not, do not confuse. <laughs> I don't know what Lucy's talking about. No, Chess about. has played um, all of the Ace Attorney games, so obviously you understand it perfectly. <laughs> I've played all of them. I found the contradictions in the case, uh-huh. and now I've won it. Um, anyway, you can get that for one currency a month, or you can pay five, and we will shout you out in the podcast like these people. Gigantic Larry. Wow. Slime Simon. Wow. Uh, who, by the way, has had an insane... A thread on Twitter about not knowing people actually use pajamas <laughs> and freezing through the entire winter and thinking that's normal. Yeah, I I replied to that tweet like this is a, this is a horrible thing to tweet like <laughs> pajamas are the best thing in the world and I don't understand why no one would wear them. in summer. I understand sleeping naked like that's good, but why do people wear them? Just but get a get a warm duvet. George, like, this is you wrong of you to say. P- pajamas are uncomfortable. You literally <laughs> sat in the entire winter and thought that he, you just need to suffer. So yeah. I'm not wearing any pajamas, Lucy. I hate to break it. <laughs> That's well. We're not starting pajama discourse now at this point in the podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, the boyfriend of the show, Tom, oh. aka Hank the Tank, future vampire of the show. Um, Justin Crander. Wow. Gamer Girl, Milk Succubus. Wow. Evan DM in the wow. Darlings. Uh, and finally, what? Rise Good and Grind God. memes for side hustling teens. Wow. Bloody hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, and uh, if you go to. If you go to the Watch Twitter, uh, uh, who watches the Watch Twitter, there will soon be uh, a poll to rank. You can vote who is the most <laughs> problematic. 
we need the people to say <laughs> maybe many I should have do their a poll, poll, but we we should we we need we need official mm. numbers because numbers are science. democratic that's true it will be true yeah yeah Chaz, as we know uh, doesn't believe in in uh, unjust hierarchy so she wants de- democratic control yeah she does believe, believe in either, uh, in hierarchies just to know uh, unjust ones but she does believe there's such a thing as just hierarchies you heard it here mm. if Chaz if Chaz is at the top then it's yeah. just it's a hierarchy of expertise because I'm because I'm the podcast <laughs> 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 I do have three Twitter accounts because of my podcast. So Diana's just gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna the, do the uh, classic Sarah Mac costumes uh, trick of voting from several accounts in a poll. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can all. Yes, it's it's a crime. Vote from several it's vote to fraud. Um, easy peasy. Anyway, yeah. it's time. Anyway, so goddamn yeah. it. Also, um, remember if we reach thirty. Some of us have 30... to be awake at six in the morning tomorrow. <laughs> Remember, if we reach mm-hmm. 30 uh, patrons, all of us are going to get tattoos uh, that, apart from George. I'm not getting a tattoo. But, I mean, I'll get a tattoo. George right won't away, even commit so to the bit. To That's how much he doesn't want to get a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, so. Anyway, um, we'll we'll catch up with you next week. Hell yeah. Uh, Stan, I Nigel. Edit, edit this. Um, Stan, rinse flower. Stan, Stan Nigel. Wax, Stan, Stan, Granny Orm. Nanny. Stan, uh, who um, the fuck else? The turtle moves. The turtle moves. Uh, fucking. Mm. Turtle moves. Trilonium Cancel Cancel Starbucks for not saying Happy <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. Um, War on Christmas. Yeah. Hate it. Uh, they're red cups rather than. Yeah, throw, throw away all your red cups. Um, Please, uh, shout like to all of our Jewish followers. We love you. <laughs> tell everyone who oh, yeah. uh, is, is it Hanukkah. Tell everyone who period. says Happy Holidays that they're doing a <laughs> crime against the real religion of uh, Jesus and Christmas. Uh, put the Christ back into Christmas. Yeah. Put the mass back into Christ. Let him. Let him feed. <laughs> oh, it is. It is currently Hanukkah. That's yeah, okay. Happy Hanukkah. It's not one day. Um, okay. It's not one day. Yeah, it is. Sometime. Um, anyway, no, no. anyway, bye. Peace out. Well, no, I know it's not. I know it's not one day. <laughs> oh my god. Bye. 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 <laughs> A Good Episode Productions Network podcast. See the website for more details. I want Janosch to say uh, that uh, mate more often. <laughs> say it. It's very funny when he says What's mate. up, mate? What's up, mate? It's me, Janosch. Hello, mate. Janosch from down the road. I'm here to collect <laughs> your... I don't know. I'm delivering milk. Um...
Is that British? What's British? I don't know anything. <laughs> what, what's going on, mate? I'm I'm a milkman. I'm a milkman. I'm here to deliver milk. That's right. I shag I shag every wife on this road. <laughs> Everyone Lovely here birds. is my illegitimate son. Is that fucked up to you? <laughs> well, it's not to me. It's just good old fashioned British being, you know. I've inseminated half of Walthamstow. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone here is my progeny, and that's all right. Um, so you better get used to it. I have to let them know when they turn eighteen, though, so that we don't get any of that funny stuff like the like the stray cats down by by the back of the pub. Fortunately, two of them have had a child together, but I've decided not to tell them. <laughs> you know, it's if, better if for everyone happy, if I'm it's happy. live and let live. You know, I don't want to impose my uh, values on my children. 